0: Sorry, Colonel. You idiot. I said I was sorry.
1: How come I don't feel no pain? It's swimming upstream against the current. Six-year-old cuts into
0: a box of Cracker Jacks to find the prize, and the next thing he knows, he's a surgeon—a Cracker Jack surgeon.
2: If wasn't your surgeon, you'd be a bag of cold cuts now. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I'm your co-host, Simon, and joining me is the head honcho, Kenny.
3: Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 3, Episode 12 of Moose and Men, It's the 84th episode overall, it's directed by John Ehrman, written by Jay Fulb, originally aired on November 21st, 1975, and the production code is G503.
0: Sorry, Colonel. You idiot. I said I was sorry. Sorry, don't feed the bulldog. You want me to launder it? I know a great little rock down by the stream. Who is this man, Major? Captain Pierce, sir.
4: Uh, personally, I'm Major Burns. Uh, we're surgeons with a 4077. You don't care a hoot about military courtesy, do you? All you doctors care about is medicine. Oh, I don't, sir.
0: I mean, I'm different. You operate the same way you drive? With your eyes closed? Colonel, yesterday a Korean bus hit a mine a couple of miles up the road. We spent the entire night sewing 80 pieces of anatomy into 40 civilians. I'm sleepy, I'm hungry, I'm tired, and I'm sorry about your uniform. If you send me your size, I'll knit you a new one.
3: And for our plot summary, Hawkeye gets in trouble when he insults a wounded colonel during triage. Meanwhile, BJ helps Sergeant Zell write a letter to his gal back home after she informs him about infidelity she had had. Only to discover he has a Korean woman of his own. And Frank becomes obsessed with finding saboteurs.
5: <laughs> How goes it, Zale? Terrific. If it was gone any better, i kill myself.
1: Sergeant, you can't drink this early in the morning. I know, I keep trying. What is it? Or do you mind telling me?
5: I don't mind telling you. It's bourbon. You want some? I had just enough bourbon last night.
1: Unfortunately, I had just enough gin as well.
5: Ladder. Sounds like the truce talks are going well. Nine years we're married. The woman's body was sacred to me. Lying next to her was like being in church. I had no idea you were so religious. Read this. I've read those letters.
1: Funny thing happened, dear. One of your suits came back from the cleaners with somebody else in it, right? I'll read it. It says here she's sorry. Yeah, sorry.
5: She loves you. Loves me, loves me. Sorry. Has an affair with the Joker next door, and she wants me to forgive her. She says it's you she wants, not him. Ah, I'll never get it back. He'll keep her in the closet with the power drill he never returned.
1: One married man to another. The woman that wrote that
5: deserves another chance. Yeah, I'll give her another chance. I'll stick a grenade in her girdle.
1: Hey, a little understanding, huh? She may have done it for you to get your power drill back. Man, man. Uh, they will scream, cry, yodel, anything, but don't hit. Don't!
2: And guest stars for this episode: Tim O'Connor turns up as Colonel Spike, and now Tim is most well known for appearing in Buck Rogers as Dr. Elias Hura. That's where I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: knew he looked familiar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't changed much. That's the, uh. that's the well, I, don't, I suppose, he hasn't, because this is 1975 and Buck, uh, Buck Rogers a couple of years or late, or, 70s or late 70s, late 70s, early Doesn't it? Yeah. Eight, yeah. yeah. Um, he has appeared in over 119 credits, and he's still acting today well as we record yeah, just good on joke. him
3: yeah <laughs> next we have Johnny Hamer who played Sergeant Zelmo Zell uh, Lois Foraker returns as Nurse Abel and again we have Jeff
2: Maxwell playing Igor Sarminsky and of course it wouldn't be the same if uh, Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato And here
4: corporal well presently accounted for sir
2: well, who's this one
4: uh, this is Mr. Park the peddler, sir. Oh, yes. You can get anything from Mr. Park, including a bullet in the head, confiscate this weapon. Well, it's not a weapon, sir. It's a lighter. Oh, interesting, most interesting, yes. Huh. Uh, this is Kim the houseboy, sir. Uh, Kim is very good at repairing electric chambers and things. Uh-huh, and wiring a stick or two of dynamite together. Hey, Kim, blow up a few white devils. Uh, this is uh, Mrs. Shin. Uh, she does the laundry for the nurses. Are you aware, Corporal, that you can shave a bar of soap, turn it into powder, set a detonator inside, and pow, it'll explode?
6: Sure, kill the laundry, wouldn't it? Uh, this is Charlie, her son.
4: That's an innocent looking child. He's six years old. That's what they all say. That size, yeah, that juvenile appearance. Be perfect cover for who uh, knows what. Hmm? Major! And what's this, huh? It's a sandwich. Well, it may look like a sandwich. But you open it and it's... ham. No eating in the ranks. From now on, Corporal, camp security will be tight as a drum. Yes, sir. No more door-to-door peddling. No more come-and-go-as-you-likey. Every morning you all see the guard for a pass. You will keep your soap visible and in bar form and exit the area no later than 1 p.m. And you, no more freeloading in the mess tent, you sammy. Will that be all, sir? Just about, Corporal.
3: All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I will start us off. I don't really have many notes on this one. Again, like the previous episode, it was just kind of a okay episode wasn't fantastic, uh, at least for me it wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't bad either. It was enjoyable. I still had a good time watching it. Um, mm. This episode really shows Frank being extra, extra paranoid. Oh, yeah. Where he thinks, you know, his helmet's going to blow up, or he thinks a bomb's here. In the bo- I love that he squeezes his toothpaste, like, oh, really? Come on. <laughs> I mean, he takes it to extreme. And I know <laughs> they do that on purpose, but come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really, really losing it. Um, and you guys know about my infidelity that I just do not like it at all. So, this episode just rubbed me the wrong way just for the fact that, you know, Zell is extremely two faced. You know, him being upset that his wife cheated on him, but she's very sorry and she's apologetic in the letter, but he's like not having anything of it. And he <laughs> winds up having this woman on the side, you know, and then his whole excuse is, well, you know, it's different with men than women. And
1: so, you bagged yourself a moose. Well, uh,. Again-
5: yeah. <laughs> Need a hunting permit, or just rewrite your marriage license? Who knows when we could be knocked off, Doc? You know, we're three miles from the front. That's pretty close to the action. Yeah, some of us are a little closer to the action than others. Look, Doc, I got to make up the rules around here. I mean, I'm a man. You know, it's uh, not the same with a man. <laughs> Carry your own double standard into battle, Zale.
3: Oh. I was just like, oh my god. Okay, you're. I mean, he was an okay character before. You know, just kind of a side character, but I Hmm. really do not like Zelmo Zel. No, he's just—he's yeah. It just—it just bothered me, and it always bothered me that they called the women mooses. Because there's another episode with the the title Moose, and that's where we found out that it's it's Korean women who are called mooses, and that always—that always bothered me. Um, And then we have the colonel who gets injured, who is just super horrible. I mean, Hawkeye does his best, and you know. And I love Potter defend Again, this is just another really great Potter moment when he's defending Hawkeye to this colonel.
7: Well, you're going to be all right, colonel. The worst is over. Colonel. Yes? That officer. Pierce. An oddball. Must make an example of him. He already is a fine example of an oddball officer. The best. Hmm. Nor respect for the uniform. Well, he's never in it anyway. Nor respect for authority. Nor respect for the war. Whoa, Colonel. And demand disciplinary action against him. You don't take it. I will. You? You're only a bunch of tubes running in and out. You have to go to the latrine by remote control. You're a sick man. <sighs> You'd be napping in a mattress cover over at the morgue if it wasn't for Pierce working on you. Hmm? He operated? Not you? Lucky for you, yes. But the last thing I said... Would have been the last thing you ever said. If Pierce wasn't your surgeon, you'd be a bag of cold cuts now. Jumping jobbers, man. I'm regular army, too. Hash marks down to the ground. I started in the cavalry. Learned to look at life from the top of a horse. Well, sometimes I feel I'm still on a horse. Only I'm looking back down at a horse's... I'm not criticizing your command, Colonel. It's that... that goof-off. That goof-off saved your can. You're alive and kicking, kicking like an army mule because of that man's skill and dedication as a surgeon. Suffering saddle soap. You owe your life to that man.
3: You know, who wants to bring him up on charges for not being army enough. And he's like, you know, this guy saved your life. You know, if he didn't work on you, you'd be dead. And this this colonel just does not get it, no. you know. And then at the end, you think, oh, yeah, he's going to come and say thank you, you know. No, he says, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to bring you up on charges. I'm doing this as a favor to your colonel because I really like him. Not the fact that you saved my life, mm. you know, and probably any other surgeon, it wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have, he would have died. But because it was Hawkeye and because he's so good.
0: Colonel?
6: Captain Pierce, I just had a talk with your C.O. about you.
0: My stethoscope was burning.
6: He said you did a bang-up job on me. Thank you, Colonel. Thank him. He's the one that said
0: it. Well, uh, don't you have anything you want to say about my bang-up job? I'm not your commanding officer. I just thought that considering you came in here in more pieces than a tinker toy and considering I busted my butter knife to put all those pieces back together again, you just might want to say thank you, too.
6: I'm an artillery officer, Pierce. I bombed the hell out of targets. You couldn't see if you stood on top of them. And nobody ever thanked me. Huh. Uh, Colonel, just... Exactly what did you want to see me about? Your C.O. a good man. I've got a lot of respect for him. a personal favor to him. I'm not going to lower the boom on you. You're not? Although God knows I should. That hat, no robe, no shave. You're a disgrace to your commission. Nevertheless, you're not going to lower the boom. I'm letting you off the hook. Letting me off the hook? This time? Yeah. And next time?
0: Watch it. Colonel Spiker, sir. I don't know how to thank you for this. And Captain Pierce. Yes, sir. Forget it. Forget it? want me to forget it another bottle here put it on my tab bless you sir
3: bless you you. you. i just it just uh it just irked me that (laughs) colonel yeah so they you know mash is really good at writing really terrible people yeah yeah really you know yeah and really you know uh, just it really gets my blood boiling when i think of that colonel he was just so horrible so horrible so not deserving to be saved <laughs> yeah just should have let him die
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so yeah but anyways what do you think of it
2: yeah no the same as you really i i noticed, i i don't know if it was me but i'm sure that the theme tune's slightly different on this episode um it it didn't seem the same i don't know I don't know why, there was, it just seemed a little bit more upbeat and a little bit faster. I know whether this is true or not. One of our listeners can tell us because I'm sure they'll know. Um, there's a wonderful line when Frank turns, Frank again being irritatingly an idiot, is when he turns around and says, And
4: clever boy, they don't all look alike by accident, you know.
2: And then oh. Nurse Kelly looks at him with Oh, such wasn't love. that
3: so good? <laughs> I love that she can do that just with that one shot of her yeah. eyes. Yeah, it's she, you can read, You can just read into that. It's so good.
2: Oh yeah, you can just read exactly what's going through her mind. And really, all my know saying virtually exactly the same as what you said. You know, the whole thing with Zail and, and he's you know he's he's got this uh, woman on the side there, who, yeah. which is almost duplicate to uh, an episode we had before. Um, and, and Henry, of course, as well is the same. I mean, when he gets upset when he finds yep. out that his wife has, you know, uh, looks like he's going to leave him, and he gets. All Upset when you know he's been doing yes. over there um, again. You know, the the colonel, I wonder if played by Tim O'Connor. Um, how and I think we've had colonels like this before in MASH where they are, you know, that army, that you know, that all they think about is the war. We've had a similar program, we've Black Adder Goes Forth where we. We have General Malchit, who's, you know, the whole idea was to move his drinks cabinet two inches closer to the front. Um, And this is this kind of exactly the same thing, you know, it's it's army this, you should be saluting me as you're operating on me kind of thing, you know. But again, credit where credit's due to Tim O'Connor, you know, plays a role really well. and, And exactly as you say colonel potter defending uh, hawkeye it, you know yeah. that relationship's already building up there and yeah. it's, it's it's just you know that this is going to be a, a marriage made in heaven with these characters yep. um yeah again it's not a bad again not a bad episode at all just hard to um be up with the in the merits of the you know the past the past block that we've watched to record this podcast uh yep. again you know i mean i I could happily go back and watch it again, you know, no worries. Oh, definitely. Where, um, but yeah, no, yeah, good episode, good episode. Probably a, a seven, seven out of ten, maybe. Seven out eight, oh. maybe.
6: Hmm.
3: Oh, yeah, I agree. Seven's definitely a good number for that episode. Have
6: you been here all night?
0: Every cc of it.
6: Lieutenant Snyder wasn't on duty to do her nails, Captain. She's a nurse.
0: No offense. And he's a doctor, not a nurse. Twice his chest tubes plugged up on him. If I wasn't here, he'd have been busted down to cadaver.
6: How's he doing?
0: Fine. Respirations normal. And no blood through the tube. Then he'll live. I've been trying to break it to you as gently as possible. A Couple of months, he will be out checking natives under the armpits again.
6: There's only one reason this man didn't die.
0: HQ didn't cut him his orders.
6: I've never seen you work better.
0: Somebody tell him.
6: Somebody will, I'm sure. In the meantime, I'd like to congratulate you myself, Doctor.
0: I'm honored, touched, and aroused.
5: Why must you always spoil things?
0: I'll kiss whatever you like and make it better.
3: So let's go ahead and move on to our behind the scenes. I think I have the first one. Mm -hmm. This episode's title is a reference to title of John Steinbeck's novel of Mice and Men. Hmm.
2: Uh, one of the enlisted men helping Frank to dig up a bomb proclaims fresh earth and BJ replies that he saw that film uh, with Paul Mooney and Louise Rayner the film to which he refers is actually titled The Good Earth and it was made in 1937
3: hmm. Singman Ri, the president of South Korea first elected in 1948 and was re-elected in 1952 1956 and 1960 was he mentioned in the episode? Uh, absolutely no idea. We, we... Me neither. I don't even know why that's there.
2: <laughs> uh, Tim O'Connor portrays the sour head Colonel Spiker. Now, if he looks familiar, that's because he will return as the equally unpleasant Dr. Traeger, the specialist who will work on BJ's injured hand in the Season 9 episode, Operation Friendship.
3: And we have the opening credits show BJ running to the chopper instead of the usual scene where he's tending to a man at the chopper. Why they changed back to the original scene? Don't know. This episode was the third one filmed in the season, yet the 11th episode to broadcast. When produced, it still had the original running scene inserted. Mm. So um, maybe they did change the music as well. Yeah, yeah. it must have been. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what threw me off. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, this is the first of four appearances by Lois Fereika as various nurses. The last appearance is in episode 142.
1: Have you seen Sergeant Zale? Uh, yeah, I tied his shoelaces for him about 20 minutes ago. Where was that? Uh, in front of his tent. Uh, he's not out in front of his tent now, nor is he inside. Did you try the officers club? Yeah, they untied his shoelaces there last night. He hasn't been back since. I don't know then. If he shows up, tie both his shoes together and call me. I finished his letter. OK. You like your ice cream all mushy?
6: Mushier the better.
1: You like Chinese food? Like to walk in the rain?
6: Yeah, yes, sir.
1: You could have been my wife.
6: Yes,
4: sir. Uh, sir, uh, he might be with his moose. Again, Radar? Uh, I
6: said Sergeant Zale might be with his moose.
1: <laughs> the sergeant has a moose?
3: Oh, uh, sir, uh, Moose is a Korean girlfriend of the opposite sex. This one's hut is down the road by the bend near where we bear the arms and legs. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at
2: MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids.
3: You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky
2: and we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com.
3: We have a blog, you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at
2: our MASH online store? And that's at com slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, of course from stitcher radio just search for mash 4077 podcast
3: all right well that's going to do it for this episode i think we both agree that it was a it was a good episode yeah, another yeah. good one yeah cool well i'm kenny and i'm beds and we'll be seeing you what are you
0: doing frank you're gonna have to move i'm not moving frank i called ahead six months ago for this field go play someplace else i'm warning you pierce you could be in danger no frank you could be in danger I'm very tired, Frank. You know how cranky I get when I haven't had my nap.
4: Listen, you could be sitting on the biggest bomb in Korea.
0: Frank, I think it's only fair to warn you that my Falcon will be here in 30 seconds. All over here, Private. This way. What's Frank up to? I think he's vacuuming Korea. Eisenhower's coming. He wants everything just so. Can I help, Frank? I saw two natives burying a bomb
4: out here, you know, obviously to destroy the whole installation.
0: Frank, you're paranoid.
4: I am not.
0: When did you see it? When
4: I was checking my toothpaste for explosives.
0: You were checking your toothpaste for explosives, Gracie?
1: Here, sir, here. What? Fresh Earth. Oh, I saw that. It was with uh, Paul Muni and Louise Reiner. Okay, dig, private. Dig, dig, dig. Back, everybody, back. That's far enough. I think I've hit something, sir.
4: Yeah, well, well, lift it out. Very carefully. Paranoid, huh? huh? <laughs>
0: what smells? Frank's bomb. I don't. It's a kimchi pot, Frank. Kimchi. Pickled cabbage. They ferment it in the ground. There are millions of these buried all over Korea. I'd get title to this land, Major. Before word gets out. Huh? Don't you understand, man? You've struck coleslaw. huh Let's hear it for the major, folks. Isn't he great? He'll be back, folks. Just after he changes for the 11 o'clock bomb.
4: That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles.
3: Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.
2: Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest,
0: Command and Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and autoexec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time, but more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast
3: at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a creative commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license. All rights reserved. <laughs> Meanwhile, BJ helps Sergeant Zell write a letter to his gal. Very cool. All right, well, that's going to do it for this. Well, I already said that. And well, let, me, uh, let me do that again. I'm going to do the ending again.